You are now listening to Hope Changers Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on another episode of the Hope Changers Podcast. We hope you guys had a beautiful week. We hope you guys have had a beautiful year so far. We have had a lovely year. Very eventful. Very eventful <laughs> year, to say the least. Only reason why I'm talking about the year because we're in November now. We're officially in the last two months of 2018. And what a 2018 it has been, uh, especially since we started this podcast. This has been a, a very cool podcast to say the least so many different topics that we've touched on so many different things that we've touched on so many friends we have made so many people uh feeling some type of way because stuff we talked about but that was the whole plan of the podcast so we've accomplished our goal in just 10 episodes that wasn't the plan of the podcast <laughs> well that was a plan that i saw the podcast having so other believers in Christ who um, just need encouragement and need help. That is the reason for this podcast and to share what we know about the Lord and things he shared with us and just to help. Well, yeah, that's that's what it was about and that's what it still is about. But in that we have told a lot of truth in this on these podcast episodes and that hasn't fared well at all. I don't know. Whoever listens. Oh my gosh. It's not like that with everybody, babe. It is like that with everybody. No, it's not. Okay, well. Has anybody said to you that they don't like the podcast? No, no one said to me that they haven't liked the podcast, but you can tell. Like who? I'm not going to say names. Um, But you get a vibe from certain You can tell that when people uh, hear it, you can tell that the subject matter is a little... Like, it's a, maybe a little too, um... Real. Real, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can say that. Well, I haven't, um, ran into anybody that has, uh, felt some type of way about the podcast. People who have said something to me about it, they said that they like it. And they've listened, and they'll listen to the next coming one. So, I don't know. I mean, look, we, we're, we're, we're speaking truth, and we are real, and we stated that in the first podcast, and all of it is love. It's it's all in love, and it's all honesty, and it's about Christ. Christ is not popular, so. Yep, and that's the reason why we enjoy doing it because it's not popular. Mm-hmm. It's not meant to be popular. It's a meant. It's meant to make you think. It's meant to make you reconsider where you are currently in life. Is it's really meant to. Um, it's really meant to to you know throw stones at the glass house that you've created for yourself and make those walls come down mm-hmm. like the walls of Jericho mm-hmm. but we're not shouting at y'all we're just talking we're not going to shout we're not going to walk around your house and shout at at the seventh time we're we're just talking to you so but all right now we just talking we have we got a lot to talk about today this is what episode 10 All right. I'm excited. Episode 10. What are we talking about? You know what we're talking about. We are 
talking about um, Islam. Reaching yes. Out to We're going to reach out to our Islamic brothers and sisters. Yes. And we're just going to, well, my husband here, who actually is good with that type of thing, when we go out and we witness to other people and we may run into um, Islamic uh, beliefs uh, or Islamic believers, I guess I'll say. Um, my husband's good at, at just uh, talking to them, and he does a lot of research with different topics and different things, but he's good at talking to them about their faith and kind of like, um, what you call it, knocking down the trees of Islam and just kind of putting it with, uh, put putting the truth of the Bible in that place. So that's just what he's going to be doing tonight. Um, today and uh, we hope that you guys uh, learn something and for those Muslims out there we are just um, reaching out to you in love and just want to uh, talk to you um, regarding your faith and just to let you know that Jesus is the truth the way the life um, and he is the only one and true God whether you think so or not all right now that we got that out the way <laughs> Let's 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 get it on down to what we need to get on down to. First of all, wait, that's too strong. I'm not gonna start off like that. Just talk. All right. So, <laughs> one, Islam is uh, actually Islam is one of the biggest religions worldwide. It's second behind uh, the Christian faith, but in Philadelphia. Islam is the biggest religion in Philadelphia. That is the biggest hands down. It it, it outnumbers um it outnumbers the population of uh alleged Christians in Philadelphia about two to one. Um we see them all the time in, in City Hall. They pray around City Hall. You see them especially in the black community with the with the uh with the the large beards they call them sunnis here um people with the different colors and like some dudes have like red dye in them and you and it's it's crazy like on germantown avenue that's like muslim um that's like muslim nation around there so we've had a lot of encounters with them over the years and it seems like the populations are growing in number when we um when 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 we are around the city um i've seen a whole lot more since being back <clears throat> but that is the biggest religion in in philadelphia but just because it's the biggest doesn't mean that it's the it, it, it it's it's truth is uh islam is shaded uh it's cloaked in a in a bunch of lies cloaked in a bunch of lies that Weird that I'm going to address some. I'm not going to address everything because I don't think I have the time to do that. But it's going to be a lot of things that I do address um, in Islam. First, let's just talk about its origins. Uh, first of all, many Muslims trace their lineage of their faith to Ishmael. And Ishmael is actually the first son of Abram. He was the... He was the... I can't say out of wedlock, son. I don't even know how to describe it because 
he was married to Sarah, which was Sarai at that point, and she gave um him. Yeah, yeah, Sarah was barren. So she gave she she gave Hagar his mistress. I mean not mistress, uh his maid to be his um to to um have a child. And that you will find in chapter sixteen of Genesis. Um in the beginning where it says now Sarai, Adam's Abram's wife, bare him no children, and she had a handmaid, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said unto Abram, Behold now. Uh, the Lord have restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go in unto my maid. It may be that I may tame children by her. That's the wrong idea. That was wrong. Sarah messed up from, from the door because before this, the Lord told her that she will have a son. Mm -hmm. Isaac was the promised mm -hmm. son. But she couldn't wait. She didn't believe the Lord. So um, she told Abram to go into Hagar mm -hmm. and that's how Ishmael came about and that's the one who um, Muslims tra uh, trace their lineage to starting at Ishmael so basically Sarah I just wanted to say real quick babe, not to cut you off I just wanted to just clear it up for those who don't really um, understand what he just read so basically Sarah is um uh, Sarah was barren. Sarai and Abram is Sarah and Abraham. The Lord changed their names um, to Sarah and Abraham, but that was their names. Sarai and Abram was their names before that. Um, but basically, Sarah was barren. Uh, they wanted a son, and Sarah told Abraham to go into their servant, their maid servant, and that's where uh, Hagar was her name, as you just said. And that's where... Um, Ishmael came so go ahead babe. I just want to clear that up thanks um where was I at? oh okay so Abram um when they did have their uh when they did have their child the Lord said to Hagar that Ishmael will be a wild man. His hand will be against every man and every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. Now we see that attributes in Islam today. Is, Muslims are kind of the, the real ones. They are very hostile towards other um, belief systems. And they're in, they're very aggressive in, in general. Um, not you won't see that here in America because the enemy has cloaked Islam into the culture and context of how America um, how America moves. So they kind of move in the same way that the American culture moves. But they're but Islam operates. They operate as a system within a system. So they don't. <clears throat> they may operate under the guidelines of the rules here, but they still, but their, their laws, Sharia law, um, what they are learning in the Quran, they operate by that hands, uh, above all. So, so, um, that's, so that, that scripture that, um, the Lord said will be, the prophecy about Ishmael, you can see those attributes in 
in real Muslims, in real Muslims. If you go over to Saudi Arabia, you see that with ISIS, you see that in Africa with uh, with uh, Boko Haram, you see that um, with other like real radical, we call them radical Islam, it's not really radical Islam, that's what Islam actually is. <clears throat> so, um, so with another point that we have to point out, that, that was one point about um, with the origins of it. But the actual origin of Allah, who they call is God, Allah is supposed to be, you know, uh, the same God that the the believers worship, God, the true and living God. Allah is not God. That is an idol. Allah, that word is actually the name for an idol called, and it's a moon God. And you can actually find that on Google. If you Google Allah the Moon God, you will see a statue with the crescent moon <clears throat> in the middle of the in the middle of the statue. And this um, moon god was worshipped um, by the ancient Sabaeans, which are mentioned twice in Scripture. Um, it's mentioned in Job and. I cannot remember the other place where it's mentioned at, but it's mentioned twice in scripture and they worshiped the moon God, Allah. Muhammad took that concept and applied it to, um, to Islam saying that this was the true and living God. It, that was never the case at all. They were effectively Muhammad duped those who became his followers into believing in something else that wasn't true so that's another point uh, that's another point that we have to uh <laughs> eradicate Allah isn't the same as worshiping Jesus it's not the same as worshiping the God that we talk about in the Bible that is a moon God and you can look it up for yourself when you uh when, when you get the chance um, to do that. So those are two points that we have now. I, I feel like I'm going through a little quick. I will slow down in a second because I got a lot of things going through my head right now yes. when it comes when it comes to this stuff. But um, another uh, a point that Islam seems to um, that seem that that people need to know, especially here in America, um, especially when it comes to like black Muslims, truth be told, um, real Muslims don't like American Muslims. I've heard that from a Muslim that goes to Saudi Arabia on the regular, um, that they don't respect black Muslims. They think they are fake. They don't respect the nation of Islam here. Real Muslims don't respect it because they think that it's a, it's a copy the Muslims actually are real Muslims are actually kind of racist towards black Muslims. They don't really accept them at all. And you won't know that because the, the kind of Islam that is here is not the same kind that's in, you know, your Saudi Arabia's, your Iraq's, your, um, in the middle East, in those areas is, it's not the same thing. They don't respect black Muslims whatsoever. Now, if you go over there to Mecca, 
they're not going to sit there and just like say, oh, you cannot worship. But their respect level for black Muslims is on an, uh, is, is on a different level than anything else. I don't even know what else to say about that because that is it just seems to me that it just seems to me and I'm getting off in a tangent, but it seems to me like anytime something's black, people really don't like it. Mm-hmm. What? It's just, I think it's just because I really think that it's just because the Islams here are different than is and different than Islams there. Islamic culture in the Middle East is so much more serious. They're serious to the point of killing themselves there. Like there's that's that's real Islam. Um mm-hmm. it's still a false religion, but it, it is it's still Islam. Um but here Muslims here are totally different. They're not going out trying to kill themselves and kill Christians and all this a bomb stuff. They're not trying to do that. It's 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 totally different here. So I can understand why they may feel the way they feel. I don't think it has anything to do with black or white or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's just uh it's just the different different dynamics in the two in the two places. Yes, yes, that's very that's very true. And also another thing that needs to be uh addressed is that Islam in the US the who started the nation of Islam here in the U.S. was actually a white guy, Wallace Fard Muhammad. That's what his name was. Wallace Fard Muhammad was a white guy who started the nation of Islam here. Um, his name was Wallace D. Fard. Um, he was a co-founder of the nation of Islam. He arrived. I'm reading off Wikipedia. It said he arrived in Detroit in 1930 with an obscene background and several aliases. Obscure. Oh, obscure. I'm sorry. Obscure background and several aliases. And taught in a idiosyncratic. I got the word totally wrong. <laughs> um, he taught a form of Islam to members of the city's black population. This guy came... Um, Supposedly uh, was born February 28, 1877 in Mecca, Saudi Arabia. It says his nationality was American. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But this person is supposedly the person that started the Nation of Islam um, here in America. And that is actually another reason why real Muslims don't respect black Muslims here. Because... They don't believe that black Muslims follow in the teachings of Muhammad. They he they follow in the teachings of some other person who took the religion and gave it to them, but gave it to them in a wrong way. They don't even respect. That's another reason why they don't respect black Muslims here. And it's just even you and you would see how messed up it is when a lot of the nation of Islam. The Nation of Islam, who was led by uh, um, what's his name, um, Louis Fer- uh, Louis Farrakhan. They talk all this black power stuff, and and the person who started the Nation of Islam is a white guy. 
I don't I don't understand it. I, I don't understand it at all. It just seems backwards to me. It, it really does. But that's just another point that um that we have to point out that that I'm just pointing out here. There's a lot of stuff that I'm gonna throw at y'all real quick. And I want you guys when y'all hear this to go and research this stuff on your own as well. You may find out a whole lot more. I know a whole lot more, but you may find out even more than what I found out just from doing research. So the Bible also talks about um why uh Christians are persecuted by Muslims. Um we can go to Galatians I believe it's chapter 4. I'm going there right now and I'm going to read to you why um why that they they persecute <clears throat> they persecute um Christians Muslims persecute Christians. So it says in chapter 4 of Galatians and I'm starting uh from 21. 421. It says, tell me, tell me, ye that desire to be under the law, do, do ye not hear the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by a bondmaid, the other by a free woman. I'm turning the page, turning the page. <laughs> but he who was of the bondwoman was born after the flesh, but he of the free woman was was by promise which things are an allegory for these are the two covenants the one from the one from the mount sinai which gendereth to bondage which is hagar for this hagar is mount sinai in arabia and answereth to jerusalem which now is and is which now is and is in bondage with her children but jerusalem which is above is free which is the mother of us all for it is written, Rejoice, thou barren, that hear that. For it is written, Rejoice, thou barren, that bearest not. Break forth and cry, thou that travailest not. For the desolate hath many more children than she which hath a husband. Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, and now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of promise. But as then as he was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the spirit, even so it is now. So Paul right here is saying to the Galatians that that the children of the bondwoman persecute the children of the free woman. The children of Ishmael, Muslims, this is something that the Lord gave me years ago. The children of the bondwoman, Muslims, persecute the children of the free woman, which are believers, the lineage of Isaac, which is the lineage, which is the lineage that Christ came out of. So that's the reason why still to this day that 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 um, Islam persecutes Christianity still to this day. That's the reason why Islam runs right alongside with runs right alongside with Christianity because truth be told it because truth be told as we already as we should already have figured out Ishmael and Isaac are brothers and it's really like the older brother persecuting the younger brother and his children and the children that's come after them is like doing the same thing 
the little the big brother picking on the little brother but the lord has chosen the children of the free woman over the children of the bond woman because it was never supposed to be so anyway so that's one of the reasons why among other things the reason why uh islam persecutes believers to this day just from this scripture right here in galatians 4 did you have anything you wanted to say I did. Um, there's also a scripture, and every time I read the scripture, it just reminds me of Muslims in the Middle East um, who persecute uh, believers. It's John 16, chapter 2. It says, and I'll be, because it's different translations here, um, I'll do the New American Standard Version. It says they will make you outcasts from the synagogue, meaning they will put you out of the synagogue. It says they will make you outcasts from the synagogue, but an hour is coming for everyone who kills you to think that he is offering service to God. So that's the very same thing that Muslims do. They kill and persecute because they think that they're offering a service to God. The reason why they put on bombs and bomb themselves and stuff, they think that they're offering a service to God. Allah and all of that stuff. Um, and then the next verse, John 16, 3, it says they do, they basically they do this because they have never known the Father or me. Jesus was talking. So um, it says, these things they will do because they have not known the Father or me. So that right there is letting you know that these people who think they're killing other people, believers, because of God, Jesus himself is saying they're doing this because they never known me. They don't know me. They don't know God, you know, Jesus, God, but they, they, ne they have never known me. So that right there is just an indication that this is a false religion. It's, it's not, uh, Allah is not God in heaven. As my husband explained, it's, it's an, it's an idol. It's a statue. Um, and this is just clear evidence right here. That is very true. That is very, very true. And, um, it's, it's very deceiving. It's, it's very deceiving the Islamic faith, um, because it gives, especially, and, and I'm going back to culturally, because this is what we just, we, what we have seen. Um, culturally, in the black community, Islam was around in the times of uh, the civil, you know, of, of the civil rights movement. Malcolm X was running alongside of it, still doing the same things that Martin Luther King was doing, but he came a different way you know instead of trying to be non-violent Malcolm X stressed the fact of be non-violent but if they but but if they touch you make sure they don't touch any other person ever again so he so Islam has a, a strong a strong hold in the black community simply because that was the one belief system that seemingly gave black people power to fight against their oppressors whereas Martin Luther King's um um his 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 stance kind of made a lot of people feel like it made us
cowards. It, it made the black people cowards, and it made us have to accept the the lynchings, the hangings, the um, being hosed down, being chased with dogs, and and taking all that all the crap that they took throughout that whole entire that whole entire time. So today, you can still see those the remnants of that still today. People who are in Islam today in the black community, they feel power. And they think that we, that are believers, they think we're punks. They think we don't stand up for anything. They think we serve a white man's God. They think we are, they, they really think we are just, just, just so accepting of everything. And, and that's so far from the truth. That's so far from the truth. So it, it, it's a lot that comes along with it. It's, it's a lot that comes along with Islam and it's a lot that comes along uh, with these with this belief system. And the Lord has shared so much with me. I, I remember and I told my wife about it years ago how I was on a uh, how I was on a, um, a, um, a men's retreat and I was praying. And this was during the time. Um, during a month where uh, Muslims fast, um, do their do their fast uh, in the summertime. I forgot the name of it, but no, no, it's not. That's Jewish too. It's not Rosh Hashanah. I know what it is, so I can't remember the name. But rosh hashanah oh my gosh okay uh, but no um what was it so the lord showed me in a vision showed me mecca showed me exactly what it looks like and i never forget exactly how it looks like the picture in my brain that the lord showed me and everybody and every muslim around this black box worshiping all around this thing and i looked up exactly what mecca looked like and it looked exactly the way that the lord showed me in a vision and it was unbelievable it was unbelievable how they are worshiping this this idol and that's exactly what it is it's an idol it's it's not gonna do anything but the lord also stressed me to pray because anytime the a lot of times when those those fast things do happen many times afterwards a lot of suicide bombings and a lot of different killings at the hands that they that that a lot of radical islamists do come right after those fasts which says to me that they're fasting whether knowingly or unknowingly they're fasting towards satan now they may not know that they're doing it because they really think they're fasting to God, but they're really fasting towards the enemy. So that is a uh, that I, I stress to every believer, you know, Lord willing, um, this coming summer when the fat when Muslims go on their fast, I want to encourage y'all to pray. Get up at three in the morning, four in the morning, five or whatever it is, and pray. Even if you fast too pray because that is a that's a serious thing in every and you can go back from 2010 to now and look up every summer of every little every bombing every suicide threat whatever has happened as someone who was some type of radical islamist it always happens around the same time you can go back and look it up for yourself 
but it's <clears throat> all right so another uh another point that that is shown in um that that is shown in in the hadith which which talks about where the where that the um Islam talks about the king of kings which is Jesus Christ this saying in the hadith is is this uh, site that I'm on right now because I couldn't remember off the top of my head um this saying that is in that is in uh it's called the I, and if I say it wrong forgive me but the sahith Bukhari it's the most trusted and reliable hadith collection within Islam um and it says and I quote this it says Allah's apostle said the most awful name in Allah's sight on the day of resurrection keywords day of resurrection which is in our bible the second coming it says it's the most awful name and Allah say on the day of resurrection will be that of a man calling himself Malik Al Malik Al Amalak, the King of Kings. I'm a, I'm gonna say it again, so I hope y'all get it. Allah's apostle said the most awful name and Allah say on the day of resurrection will be that of a man calling himself Malik Al Amalak the king of kings this is coming straight this this is Allah which is Satan saying that the most awful day will be the day when Jesus comes riding on the white horse with all of his saints and having the vesture on his on his right thigh which says king of kings Allah the God that they serve is dreadful of this day because he knows when this day comes he knows that that's the end of him and it's right in their hadith it talks about this and i don't even know if many muslims even know this or if they do they've probably been taught from the perspective that that no one should call themselves the king of kings because only allah is the king and they probably taught them they probably have taught this to say that it's wrong for him to say that because he's no god but in all actuality what is being said here is that he knows that his time is up when he sees this and when he does see this we know what happens in revelation when he tries to gather his people to war with the king of kings They'll be cut down by the sword of his mouth. And they'll be cut down by the the power of his his glory. I think that's what it says. Mm -hmm. So this is a this is a clear tell all of what this supposed uh, supposedly powerful God thinks of the Lord that we serve. So this is very this is very revealing and I and I want anyone who's listening and I want Muslims most of all who may hear this to read this and really think to yourself 
that why would your God say this thing about our God if he's all powerful and all knowing and he has nothing to worry about? What will Allah have to worry about if he sees someone call himself the king of kings? That's just something I want you guys to ponder. And I'm not saying this so that I feel good about myself. I'm saying this because I want you guys to really think about think about what is what is occurring here. We have power. This our God has basically your God a little shook here. <laughs> but yeah, the most awful. The king of kings. Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. Mm-hmm. So we have to. This is this is something that we should definitely. Um, I want you guys to definitely consider going forth because this is what this is this is this is good. Mm-hmm. This is very good. Questions, comments, mm-hmm. concerns. <laughs> the floor is open. talks about how Jesus is our king of kings is the king of kings yeah then speak it, to the mic it, yeah it talks about how he is the king of kings so it's good that you pointed that out because it says that one the enemy cannot call himself the king of kings that's one Jesus is God and he is there is only one God the word says that so the enemy can't call himself that and he knows that so, you know, just for that to be in the Quran um, or Hadith, I don't know, is that different? Is it the same thing? It's the Hadith is the trusted writings of uh, the most trusted recording oh, of, okay. you did of Muhammad. Yeah. So um, it's just good that you pointed that out because um, it lets um, one really us know that the enemy is dreadful of this name it says it's the he said it's the most awful name to him mean meaning he hates the lord and i mean muslims may look at that and say oh the king of kings is because i've spoken to muslims that say oh yeah our bible says the same thing or our quran says the same thing as the bible but it's just the opposite meaning allah is supposed to be to them is um God and there's this enemy coming but theirs is the opposite so their enemy is our God and in the Bible our you know our the enemy is their you know their God the enemy so, is their God in yeah. the in in the Quran yeah um and our God is their enemy yeah if I said it right yeah if I'm saying it right yeah so um you know i am glad that you pointed that out and and nowhere in the word does god the one and only true god jesus christ nowhere in the word does he he says that he hates evil and you know he will destroy these things but nowhere in the word has he ever said um you know he's dreadful of anything or you know um 
kind of like what you said, you know, uh, pointed when you pointed that thing out about uh, the scripture or not scripture, but, you know, that little passage out about, you know, uh, how he said the most awful name nowhere. And basically what I'm trying to say is the Lord is not scared of anything right. or, um, you know, he said that he will destroy evil. He'll destroy, you know, destroy Satan and, and all his angels. He'll destroy them. But nowhere has he sounded dreadful of anything. So you can kind of get the nature of our word and the Quran. That's very true. That is very true. And also, okay. And one more point that I have to make. Another thing. So basically to recap, we went through the origins a little bit. Went through the origins of where Islam comes from, uh, who Allah actually is, um, how Nation of Islam started, and what is what Allah the Allah is dreadful of. But this is also and I think this is the most important part to me. To me, I think this is the most important part. Um Islam they're waiting for a savior to come too. Um, I cannot remember the name right now, but they're waiting for a savior to come too. And when their savior comes, there it, it is supposed to wipe out Christianity. Their savior is supposed to wipe out Christianity and set up the world so that they will rule forever. Coincidence? Who wants to rule the world in the Bible? Satan. Mm -hmm. Who are they waiting for to wipe out Christianity? I, I I'm I'm I have to look it up now so I can tell you the name. Um, to be honest, it sounds like the Antichrist. Yeah, yeah, that and that's where I was going to, and that's where I was going. Um, that's where I was going to uh, uh to to uh. To, to look up so I'm looking this up but yeah I was just gonna say it sounds like the antichrist um because he wants to come and um do away with believers because we know the antichrist is ultimately Satan himself or you know an embodiment or you know Satan will be possessing the antichrist when he comes um so it just seems very uh just seems very um you know similar it sounds very similar right okay i I think i got it uh it's called the the mahdi the mahdi is supposed to be the one that's supposed to return with jesus he's supposed to return with jesus to to defeat the evil one pretty much in um in in he's supposed to defeat the and I can't I can't even uh pronounce this but basically it means um the false messiah or antichrist they supposed to have a savior too that's supposed to come and defeat the false messiah or antichrist and <clears throat> I find it very uh I find it very funny that they they're supposedly have a savior that's supposed to come 
and defeat and defeat who Christ is already defeated. Um, because our Bible says that he will he will destroy them with the sword of his mouth. Jesus didn't need any help to destroy the Antichrist or to destroy Satan. So for some reason, they believe that this Mahdi is supposed to come along with uh, Christ and help him defeat the Antichrist. But that's not exactly what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to be the the mod the Mahdi is actually supposed to be the embodiment of the Antichrist himself. He's not gonna come and defeat anybody. He is actually he is actually the Antichrist himself. And that's who Islam is waiting for himself. It's kind of crazy when you actually <laughs> when you actually think about it. Yeah, it is. It's kind of crazy when 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 you actually think about it that that is they they're actually waiting for someone. And that's why I said that Islam runs alongside with Christianity, runs alongside with Christ trying to almost mimic what Christ is going to do. Mm-hmm. And they have their own Messiah and their own savior set up that's supposed to redeem them but in the quran this this savior is supposed to is is supposed to do away do away with christianity this savior is supposed to do away with christianity supposed to do away with those who who are believers of the way and set up uh, set up muslims forever not just everyone set up Muslims forever and ever. So this is, uh, that is telling. And you can guys can research more of that yourself because I'm not too well-versed in it. I'm just telling you what I have learned so far. So, babe, I wanted to ask you um, real quick before we close out. Um, I wanted to ask you, what would you say to a Muslim um if you were able to witness to a Muslim, like on the street or whatever, uh, what would you say to them? That's a very good question. And I honestly would say to them that this belief system has fooled you. This belief system is has no salvation in it. Muhammad didn't Muhammad played a savior in order to make himself and make himself likened unto the Christ that he heard about. He didn't he didn't his death did not do anything for you as far as your eternal eternal salvation. Nothing in what you have written uh, nothing in what you have read in your Quran and your Hadith in any other writings has anything to do with Muhammad doing anything for you. All he's told you to do is follow these laws, do these things, and Allah will see you through. But our Bible tells us that 
if you believe in Christ with all your heart and your mind and your soul, you will be saved. You don't have to do um, all that. You don't have to do all that. Um, what is what is um, the Quran tells you to do? You don't have to follow all these laws in order for you to be right with God. You just have to accept accept Christ as your Lord and Savior and you will be and you will have peace with the king of the universe. And confess the Lord. And confess, I'm sorry, yeah, confess the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. I said that completely wrong. <laughs> but But I mean, yeah, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe on him with your heart and confess that he is Lord. You know, confess that he has died on the cross for your sins. And people, you know, and just real quick, um, they do that prayer in church, you know, to say in front of people like, you know, believe on Lord Jesus with your heart and confess that Jesus has died on the cross for your sins. But this confession and this belief is a lifelong thing. It's not just a confession that one time and then you do whatever you want. It's a lifelong confession. You confess not just with your mouth, which the word does say with your mouth, um, but it's a heart thing too. You you believe in your heart that um, God raised Jesus from the dead. Mm-hmm. It's a lifelong confession um, and not just a one Sunday morning prayer thing. And there's nothing wrong with the, the salvation of prayer. But it's a lifelong thing as well. You exemplify the fact that you are saved and you have no problem opening your mouth and saying, I do believe in Jesus Christ. And he has died on the cross of my sins. The Lord raised him from the dead. He is Lord, you know, things like that. Right. Right. So true. And those things are that that's what I would I would say I think I would say a whole lot more as far as like trying to witness to them, just really trying to get to the heart and tell them that everything that you have been promised in Islam, you will find in Jesus times 20. You, If you want knowledge beyond what you think, you know, come follow Christ. And it's, and it's the Lord's knowledge, not worldly right. wisdom. Right. Which the word says that worldly wisdom is demonic. It's the Lord's wisdom and the, nor- the Lord's knowledge. Right. Right. So that's what I, I would say. Uh, I would I would tell them that the Lord loves them. The Lord loves them more than they can ever believe. And that Jesus laid down his life. Even while you were yet worshiping a false God so that one day you would come to this point where you would meet one of his one of his real messengers and that you will receive the gospel and you will receive the gospel. And you have a choice right now to. To walk into eternity with joy. Instead of instead of betting on. A God which is no God. Because mm-hmm. the Bible says that the Lord has said in the word that besides me, there is no God. Mm-hmm. The Lord has also said that he is king of kings and Lord of lords, as we already stated. And he said, all souls are mine. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty much it right there. <laughs> if you read the account of Job, when Job was speaking ill on the Lord 
he challenged Job to ask him, um, were you there when I did X, Y, and Z? <laughs> when I made the snow, when I made the hail, when I, when I, when I, uh, made behemoth, uh, can you control, uh, uh, what's the name of that, that fish that he, uh, Leviathan. yeah, Leviathan. He challenged him like to say, where were you when I did all these things? Mm-hmm. I, the Lord do these things and can't no one else do them. We serve the true and living God. And the one that you are giving yourselves to cares nothing for you. That is, you're actually serving the prince of the power of the air, which is Satan. You're right, babe. I, I, I don't know what else to say. That's it. You said that's, that's, it. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. information about their own religion um and you also offered salvation and that's that's the that's a hope changer babe (laughs) that's a hope changer for sure yep because that's that's our mission we want to offer christ we really do we want to knock down trees of falsehood and and lift up christ and lift up his name jesus is lord whether you think so or not and and real quick before we go um when when i was out on one time uh just witnessing the people and you know certain people when you witness to them or you may not know but certain people or a lot of people when you witness to them um they'll look at you like you're crazy and so I had walked out of a um, salon one time. I didn't get my hair done. I just went in there to just try to witness to them or whatever. And I walked out and, you know, they were looking at me like, it's just, you know, this lady or whatever. And I walked out and the Lord just gave me encouragement because it's like he what he said is every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. People now they whether they believe it or not jesus is real you will find out sooner or later and it's better for you to find out sooner than later um so the lord was just giving me encouragement no whether people you know look at you crazy if you you know if you're out there and you're a believer and you know you feel scared sometimes or ashamed of christ or whatever don't be don't be the lord is true he's real he's realer than than my voice He's real. And if people look at you crazy, if people look at you crazy for you witnessing to them or talking to them about Jesus Christ, so what? So what? The word says, don't be afraid of their faces. The Lord is real. And Mm -hmm. everyone will find out. Mm -hmm. Everyone will find out um, sooner or later. And some people, a lot of people have already found out in a wrong way but a lot of people have already found out that Jesus is real. There's atheists out there who you know, don't believe in God, but he's real regardless. Mm-hmm. He's real regardless. It's kind of saying like, oh, honey ain't sweet. Honey is sweet. <laughs> and that's just that. Mm-hmm. Whether you believe it's sweet or not, it's sweet. Jesus is real. Whether you believe him or not, he's real. Um, so anyway, that's hope changers. We just want to, um, you know, offer Christ to you guys in love and just encourage those who are out there. Um, and just speak truth. That's 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 our heart. That's our mission. Speaking truth. Um, and we thank you for listening to 
episode 10 of the hope changers podcast we love you guys and did you have anything to say yeah and real quick just real quick before we wrap up i think that's like the fourth time we said that (laughs) um i don't claim to have all the answers the this is just stuff that i have learned throughout the years from being a resident of philadelphia and having to be in close proximity with uh with Muslims so this is the stuff that I the Lord has shared with me and some of the stuff that I have researched on my own now again I have a whole lot more that was not coming to my mind while uh, while talking about this topic but if you guys shoot us an email um, hit us up on our Instagram page our Twitter page when you listen to this we can talk more and more and more in depth about this um about this topic um it's a whole lot more to it it's a whole lot more to it and maybe uh down the line we'll probably revisit this uh topic with yeah another episode and have you know a special guest on there who is really even more in depth about about the islamic faith so um again i'm just sharing what the lord has shared with me and things that i have researched over the years And I know I'm right because the Lord isn't wrong. Mm -hmm. So we thank you guys once again. Episode 10. We will be back next week for episode 11. We love you guys. And we'll talk to you later.